This is Stefan with People's Mortgage, and you're now tuned into the Master of Me podcast, Real Estate Edition. Hey, this is Stefan at People's Mortgage Company, Smart Branch Tucson, and welcome to the Master of Me podcast, Real Estate Edition, Episode 6. If you don't know me already, I'm the marketing coordinator for Tucson, and I'm really excited to share this project with you guys each week because naturally, in my line of work, I have the privilege to talk to real estate professionals on an everyday basis. On the other hand, with the Master of Me podcast, I get to share those in-depth, conversational-style interviews with you. Is that not only important for buyers to learn more about their agent another way, but there's a lot of keys to their success that you and I get to hear firsthand. With that being said, we have Scott Meldy with the Property Partners at EXP Realty here. I'm super excited to talk to Scott. Scott, tell them who you are and what you do. Hey, so thanks for having me. Again, my name is Scott Meldy with the Property Partners here at EXP Realty. Uh, I go by the tagline, that real estate guy, AZ, and I'll get into that, how that came in a little bit later on. But uh, I'm a realtor here in Tucson. I work with buyers and sellers and get people into houses, out of houses. Uh, You know, you know the drill. I do. I do. So uh, what really got you into into real estate and to be, you know, catapulted in the direction that you are and moving so fast? Well, uh, I've been in the business for a year. Last January, I got my uh, license at Hogan. Okay. So I took that three week course, got it real quick. Um, so it's been officially uh, a year now. OK. Um, Kay Watanabe, okay. Uh, our team lead, is the one who got me into the business. Um, who have been trying to recruit me for a couple of years. Right, right. Um, but um, before that, I was a sales guy, relationship guy, um, and this just seemed to be a good fit. Mm. He finally convinced me to come over, mm. um, and once I did, I mean, I haven't looked back. Right. So um, being on a team, you know, our team did over 400 transactions last year. Goodness. So it's kind of hard not to succeed on uh-huh. a team like that. Uh, even if you do half of what the top guys on the team are doing, right. you're doing pretty well. Right. So as long as you're following their lead and just learning from them, hustling, working hard, um, as a full-time agent, it's hard not to do well on right. a team like that. Right. So the alignment surrounding yourself with the group of people that you did, you know, big ups to Kay for for being persistent and, you know, getting you finally, you know, getting what he wanted. And in real estate, you know, there's definitely that side of the transactions, you know, and and before they're even transactions, you know, it's it's building the business. So, you know, for him to 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 be doing that early on with you and then, you know, now, you know, we know that there's this big, heavy key and it's called prospecting. So, um, what are some of the things that you maybe do differently as far as prospecting? I think it gets down to the basics, basically. Um, open houses, uh, you know, or part of my early success was open houses. Right. You go through those waves though, right? It right. starts to work then you get comfortable right. and then you're like, wait a second, you stop doing the open houses and then the lease stop to come in. Mm-hmm. And you got to reevaluate what got you to that success and right. all those clients and that and that pipeline uh, and building that pipeline. And then, you know, I got to the point a few times last year where the pipeline started to dwindle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, who am I to, who am I going to have this next month? Right. OK, let me get back to open houses. So right. uh, part of my goal this year uh, was do at least one open house a week. Um, then when I have extra time throwing open houses and, you know, you, hear, you talk to a lot of people and open houses are like, you know, it's a waste of my time. It's a couple hours. But. We'll go throw up one for two hours. We got two hours extra time. Um, go do it. Doesn't mean you have to do all day. You know, every time has to be four hours. Right. But 
even then when you've got the four hours, am I going to sit in the office and make my calls or mm -hmm. sit at the open house, make some calls and potentially, you know, talk to some people. Right. Uh, but then again, you know, social media, my influence, my network right. um, currently, uh, you know, just making sure they know what I, what I do and not necessarily try to, you know, sell my parents a house or sell my, you mm. know, my direct family. It's not really about that. Right. Just making sure that people know what I do on a right. consistent basis right. so that when they're out and about and they hear somebody talking about real estate or potentially thinking about it, right. they say, you need to talk to Scott. Right. And put it out there that, like, just because he talked to me doesn't mean we're going to go buy a house in the next 30 days. I mean, that would be nice, right, <laughs> if that worked that way. Right. But if you look at it down the road, like, right. Hey, I talked to you now, you're still, you know, still renting right. or maybe you decide to go rent for a year or you need to fix your credit, save up for a down payment. If I can educate you now, you know, when we go look for a hunt, uh, for a house, it's going to be a lot easier for me, for them. Um, and it'll be a lot more enjoyable if they are on the right path from the beginning. Right. Well, that's part of, uh, you know, this, this interesting concept that, you know, what you see or what people might feel sometimes. So you talk to a lot of people and in that process, you know, naturally, and you know, maybe this is me just being blunt or maybe an older version of myself, but uh, if it's not like, like you said, that tomorrow money, so, you know, 30 days, 45 days out um, kind of money, um, you know, where, where in your mind or, and, and, and this is my mind um, really is, you know, do I continue to have such a strong, powerful conversation or am I shutting off, you know, because I know that it's not going to affect me what I'm doing right here, right now in 30 days. And I think a lot of, yeah, so even if it's not the direct 30 days, uh, a lot of people get caught up in that mm -hmm. and, you know, they want those clients ready to buy now. Um, but, it, and then they get caught up in those people that are dragging them out a couple months mm -hmm. and they just give up on them. Right. Um, but if you're clear in the beginning with the people as far as the process goes, if they're educated, right. you know if they're the in the, the right. next 30 days. Like, right. If you don't, then you didn't have the right conversation. Right. Um, you didn't talk to them properly. You didn't set up your buyer consultation properly. Um, because, um, you know, part of the things that, you know, we do in our buyer consultation is we get a feel for what they're looking for. And then we kind of silently, you know, we close them without them knowing that we're closing right. them by saying, okay, if I find you a three bedroom, two bath house on the corner of Speedway and Swan for 150, would you make the offer? Right. If I find you that right house and they're like, then you know they're a nurture. Right. But if they say yes, and then you go out and find that house right. and they don't pull the trigger, you have to reevaluate that question. But as long as you're doing that and you're very clear on the whole situation, mm -hmm and not letting them drag you out. You know, one of my first clients last year, one of the first leads given to me, I mean, they didn't close, you know, I got them in February, they didn't close on house till like August. Wow. So, you know, I closed a ton before them, but they were one of my first leads and I worked, the, you know, so I went through that right away, mm. you know, but I knew where they were, what they were looking for was very specific, right. couldn't find it, right. took us a long time, finally found it. Mm. So. There's a lot there, you know, um, when it comes to talking to people because ultimately, you know, like you said, you're, you're really trying to figure out um, where their mindset is because I could easily want something and, um, you know, me saying I want to buy a house and uh, I reach out to you and, and then, um, you know, like you said, you asking the right questions to figure out how serious I am because mm -hmm. obviously there's things that, that we can do to, to 
to speed along the process. You know, Life what, happens. Right. You speed it up or sometimes it slows it down. Mm. Um, but I feel like if you don't start it off right, having those tough conversations mm. is a lot harder. You know, other agents or even not even in real estate, you're working with a client or some, you know, even family and friends and things don't aren't going the way you thought they would. It's hard to like stop it mm. and reevaluate if you haven't had that relationship in the beginning. Um, and so if, if I've already asked them in the beginning, if I find you at this right house, you'll make an offer and then they don't. It's easier for me to say, hey, I found you the right house. You know, what's right. what's going on? Right. Um, and so it's all about communication and starting right, right. Um, from the beginning and being very clear and not being afraid to have the hard conversations. Right. But um, we work on, uh, you know, building that uh, a guy on our team, Brad Cublin, okay. uh, talks about the emotional bank. Huh. You got to build up that emotional bank because there are some things, tough conversations right. that you have to have, right. which is going to empty that a little bit. Right. But if you're starting at zero, like you're going to lose them. Right. So if you build that relationship, you know, um, you're going through the transaction, something happens, you're not going to lose them over that. Mm -hmm. And those tough conversations are okay to have now because you have that relationship. Wow, that's super. Um, I've never looked at it that way. And, and me being very visual, I just pictured like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat or one of those games where, you know, your your uh, your life, you know, is, is a certain place. And then you're taking these hits. And these hits are, um, you know, these hard conversations that you're having. And you feel like you're tearing down at it a little bit. And you're trying to build it back up. Yeah. And he, he you know, he talked about emotional bank. And that really makes sense. Um, previously, before real estate, I sold alarms door to door okay. and we talked about that same thing right uh -huh. when I'm knocking on your door that level where you and I are on the same level isn't there mm -hmm. so when I'm knocking on your door I'm already a couple steps under you're already trying to figure out a way to get rid of me and you don't even know my name or what I'm doing there mm -hmm. so I've got to work my way back up if not even above that before I even ask to sell them alarm right. or to get in the house right um, so you know I'm already starting at a disadvantage and same thing with real estate, you know, because of, you know, certain people or the perception, things like that, they think we're out there to take their money mm. um, and not provide them value. And so you got to you got to show them your value okay. and up front right. and get them to trust you. Mm. That's that's uh, it. I mean, mentioning door to door, you could imagine I, I had uh, one door-to-door -door job and, and I, it was for solar and uh it was uh like the most intimidating thing i've ever done you know granted tucson's really hot in the summer so it's 115 degrees on the other hand um you know i spent a day out i got dropped off in a neighborhood and um you know i was got to clear the neighborhood and come back with something you know so ultimately it it's um it's very you know fight for yourself or you know pushed off in the deep end and and come back with something oh, yeah. cultivated mm -hmm. that's intense yeah tucson you know i knocked in dallas you know okay. in the summer when you, you know you walk outside it looks like you just got out of the pool oh no it was sweat um i knocked in detroit in the heart of detroit where two months before we got there the police said they wouldn't respond to home alarms uh -huh. so you know you got to find ways to get over that right um and so uh i think the door-to-door -door business really built me for what i'm doing now right um but it's always just been a relationship kind of thing right if you're good with people you know and they trust you right. just because i don't know all the answers 
they'll at least trust me to go find those answers. Hmm. So even, you know, I used to be afraid of that question. Right. Uh, the first question you ask, how long have you been doing this? Mm-hmm. Especially as those first couple leads, right? Mm-hmm. My answer would be just under a year. Right. Right? Even though it was a month, that's right. still accurate, right? right? Until I felt comfortable in what I was doing. <laughs> right. You know, um, but I knew, even though I was new, I was going to go find out the answers, even if I didn't, you know, know them right away. Hmm they still had to have them trust me, right? So if I say, oh, I've just been in a month, they're probably on to the next guy. Right. That's always weird to me how, how somebody's going to, um, you know, value your work based off of how long you've been doing it. Because for me, it's very um, personal. So, um, you know, I bring a lot to the table in my world. Um, on the other hand, you know, for me to, for your first question to be to me is, is how long have you been doing it? And then that same concept less than a year does that make me not better than somebody who's been doing it for 30 years yeah you know or is it um a matter of like you said um building from there because i feel like the first thing people want to do is is find spots on you that are maybe buttons or weak spots on how they can pull you back down to earth yeah and get a better price right Right. it's all about what (laughs) what they can get for themselves Mm -hmm. and i'm all about you know ultimately we're all looking out for ourselves right um but it goes back old school just um, name brand. Hmm. What what college did you go to? Hmm. Um, getting into certain colleges, right? So everybody's like, "Oh, wow, he went to you know this school, mm-hmm. that school, Ivy League." Hmm. But then, like, when you go and look for a doctor, I mean, ultimately, did you ask him what college he went to? True. No. True. <laughs> but like, they were. I mean, that's you know the price difference was a lot, right? But even right. if somebody went to a different one, if you liked the guy and you liked the first interaction what college they went to really doesn't matter. Right. Um, and so once I think I realized that um, and that I had value, mm-hmm. you know, I would tell people how I knew I was. But at first, was like, yeah, mm. just under a year. Right, right. right. And uh, just, just to get past that. And you just learn as you go. Right, right. That's heavy. So real estate, obviously, um, you know, it's, it's, it's commission-based. It's not... Your, your traditional nine to five, you don't clock out at a certain time. So, um, you know, I got a family and I'm open to talking about my family, my wife, my kid. Um, on the other hand, you know, with your family, does that take away, um, you know, how are you on, on your husband card and your dad card um, with real estate, with open houses on the weekends and stuff like that? Did... Yes, yeah, I mean, it's definitely tough. When I got into real estate, my son was just turning one. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, kind of the conversation my wife and I had was okay these are the first early couple years I'm gonna go grind it out Mm -hmm. so that by the time they're getting into soccer and things like that I have the opportunity to say no to those night appointments or the weekend open houses because I've built my business referral base things like that um, to where I don't have to take all those appointments but right now I have the time to go do that now taking the phone calls during family dinners mm-hmm. and, you know, last night taking like three calls at eight nine o'clock mm-hmm. at night it's gonna happen mm-hmm. um and um you know fortunately i was in business and sales before that mm-hmm. where like that was kind of my scenario i'm always on my phone um and so we were kind of used to that mm-hmm. um already but this is just you know amplified right. a little bit more and yeah doing an open house on saturday um, 12 to 4 it would be nice to stay at home but I do have the mornings right you know I have the mornings at right. home I have the evenings it's not every night that I'm out 
you know, missing dinner and, and showing. I mean, there may be a week where it's, you know, that whole week I was busy. But, I mean, more often than not, it balances out. Right. That That's a good point there on, on what you just mentioned. And as far as... um you know, you being optimistic as far as, is you have the morning. So for me, that's a mindset thing, right? So you're, you're optimistic that at least you have the mornings, you know, and, and it's able to push you to that. So in this business, there's a lot of rejection or a lot of, um, you know, things that don't just line up just because we have leads or we have certain things doesn't mean they're all going to pan out. So, you know, when somebody does, um, you know, say they're, they have another real estate agent or, you know, they're not going to buy, you know, how do you, is there anything that you do, you know, in order to uh, make sure that you stay in a positive mindset when it comes to those things? Because there's some people in this world that, you know, take hits and they're constantly taking hits and stuff like that. So, um, it seems like... It goes back to door knocking. There's right. always the next door. Right. right. You know, it takes 100 doors to get one yes. And if you stopped on the 99th door, mm. you know, you've given up and you had that one door that's the million dollar listing, mm. right? And that just sets your career off. Um, but to me, yeah, it's just the next one. If you don't, if you know, if you choose not to work with me, cool. Right. You know, uh, I feel like I should be able to choose, you know, what clients I work right. with because it's not just a one way thing. Uh, you know, there's some clients that are a waste of your time right and, and you just guys don't get along and um, so no I mean it doesn't trip me up too much okay. um, just go get the next one if, if I lose one go fill it up you know you have a pipeline what do you do with uh, you know how do you handle like like you said there's there's always that concept where uh, you know somebody doesn't pre-qualify or um, you know, and they're still really using you to see if they can squeeze, you know, your time to go look at houses or something like that. Um, you know, do you have, you know, what I've seen before are maybe buckets A, B, and C, and your A's like, you know, they're going to work with you on your time, your terms, and it's something that's really going versus B that needs nurturing and then C, you know, that it's going to take, you know, a while to get there. So I think it goes back to that, what we've been talking about, that first conversation. Mm. Uh, when you get them over to the lender mm -hmm. um, and being up front, you can get the vibe. Mm -hmm. When somebody says, oh, yeah, I'll talk to one, like, I'm good. Um, but most of the time they tell you, like, I don't think I qualify. Mm. So instead of just saying, hey, go talk to the lender, and they come back not qualified, you don't talk to them, or um, I'm not going to show you houses for mm. six months, I, I like to talk to them and say, hey, I'm going to get you to this lender. Mm -hmm. Now, hopefully we get you in a good spot. And there's, you know, three things that can happen. One, you're good to go. Two, you need some work. Um, and, and three, you're just not ready yet. Right. Um, and how do we get there? Yeah. So even if, and I tell them, like, even if it's six months to a year, talking to the lender now, we'll know, you know, you'll know where you need to be and how to get there in a year, and I'll be there to help right. um, and get you. And if we need to go look at houses in between to keep you motivated, cool, but we know your timeline. Um, but you know, at first, in those first couple months, you take whatever lead and whatever client wanted to show you houses. I had the time, so a lot of people think it's like wasting their time. Mm. We talk about it on our team, especially with the new agents. It's like you're out there looking at the houses, you're looking at the market, you're doing your job. Mm. You know what houses are for what price. You you get to see all the different things about different houses, right. um, or maybe you go and look at a house with a guy that's not qualified. Mm. And the next day you meet somebody who's looking for that exact house and you're like, I got the house. 
right? Yeah, right. So there's two ways to look at it. It's a waste right. of your time or um, if you have the time, you know, it's not a waste. Right. I mean, if it's taking up over time, you know, people that you could be, uh, there's, it does come to a certain point right. where you can't do that. But you got to be clear with them. You know, remember you're four months out. So mm. I don't want you to fall in love with this house, but I also want you to keep keep motivated, right? Because mm. if you don't ever show them a house and they're six months out, are they going to stop putting money on their credit card? Are they going to, you know, stop doing that? Like what what is making them want to, you know, be there in six months? Uh. So to me, showing them a few houses here and there, I mean, if it's during a family event, you got to be okay with telling them, hey, I can't. And, and being okay with losing them or picking them back up later. Right. And when it's a hot lead, like you know they're qualified, you know, it's a toss up. Right, it's it's basically what you're willing to do. So. Yeah, it is, but like, it all comes down to being clear on the whole situation from the beginning. Right. So that you're not afraid to tell them you can't take the appointment. Right. And say, look, you know, I would, I know you're not ready for five months, I have this thing to do. Uh-huh. On Friday, I am free, I will go show you that house. Right. You know? And, and it's okay to say that. I like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, in the beginning, man, there's definitely those clients that you're just like, yeah, I'll show you everything. You know, and they just weren't ready. Or they weren't buyers, serious buyers. But I learned. I got to know the market. I got to know different parts of town, what houses, price range, hmm. square footage, layouts. You know, um, it, it wasn't a complete waste of time. That's... that's uh... You know that's powerful the way that you're viewing that now um you being where you're at right now so right you you know you're building this this uh this book of business and you're closing transactions now it, there's people at hogan or or tucson school of real estate or wherever they're coming from you know and and uh they're they're walking into like this is this real estate is the world right that that's how you do it that's the the path um, what advice would you give to somebody who's who's on their way to to getting a license and and uh, you know gonna take on real estate for a career? Join a team. Join a team. Join a team. Uh, joining a team where people will be able to help you out and show you through the process. I mean, is key. If you do it for six months, do it for a year, just get through one transaction mm. with the team right. and figure it out. Um, one transaction I wouldn't say is enough because every transaction is basically different. Right. Um, but uh, I would say align yourself with a team um, at first. Learn the basics. Right. Um, you know, there was 40 to 50 people in my class and every single, you know, class from there on out at Hogan. You know, there's a lot of people um, that are licensed. Um, not that many that are really successful or full-time agents right. and, and that make it that long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a lot of people get scared, you know, they get into it. They, they you know, real, with real estate, you can make some good money and that's what a lot of people see. They want to get into real estate. They see the money. Hmm. Um, I, th- I think that's just kind of our world right now with the MLM businesses and things right. like that. Right. Uh, what's the next you know, buck that's going to come to me. Right. Um, but I treat it as my business, my right. career. This is where I'm going to be for a long time. Right. Um, and so if I don't get that sale today, that's okay. 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting for the long game. A lot of people shoot for mm -hmm. that short term. Mm -hmm. And I think if you can uh, ride it out a little bit mm -hmm. um, and, and join a team and really get to know the business, that'll just help you out even more. Right, right. That, that's super huge. And since you mentioned the MLL, MLM game, um, so your brokerage with EXP Realty, they have um, a side of it where, you know, people, some people think of it as, as an MLM or something like that, where the concepts feel like they're the same, but at the same time, you know, um, it's, it's set up on the platform, you know, a certain way. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, people know what MLM is. Mm -hmm. So you, you, or pyramid scheme, right. so well, that's you, can, yeah. you can kind of explain it at first to people like that, mm -hmm. um, because they get the concept. Mm -hmm. thing is, you don't have to buy in the EXP. You don't have to buy any product. You don't have to sell any product. Right. Uh, with EXP, um, and just the way that our world is, right. online based, at our fingertips, there's no brokerages right. that your brokerage is paying for, you right. know, uh, actual physical buildings. Mm -hmm. um, and it creates a sense of community, right? You know, um, at other brokerages, you know, you don't want to share your your success tips with right. other people, right? right? Because if they take what's working for you, like you're afraid you're mm -hmm. going to lose the clients. In reality, I mean, there's plenty <laughs> of fish out there, right? You know, there's plenty of business mm -hmm. for everybody. Um, but with EXP, um, you know, you recruit somebody in, um, you don't have to do anything, right? You're just getting them over to the brokerage, and you can make some residual income mm -hmm. um, by bringing them over and showing them the light, right. and drinking the juice. Right. <laughs> um, but um, you know, I don't have to buy into anything. If I casually sit down with you, you like EXP, mm -hmm. come on over. It's awesome. It does benefit me, but it can benefit you too, right. because you know a ton of real estate agents. Right. Um, but you know, I, it, but now if you do well, I do well. Right. So, you know, you want other agents to do well. And mm -hmm. I think that's the kind of community that the real estate business needs as more and more people get access to things on their mm -hmm. uh, fingertips, right. all the apps and things like that. Right. How do we create value and how do we stay in front of these buyers and sellers and show them, you know, our expertise? Right, right. That's, uh, and, and for me, it feels like a lot of people or some people that I've seen out there, you know, the perception is, 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 is how you you relay that information because the way you said it right now made total sense to me on the other hand it feels like um, somebody coming over now I'm looking at Scott and um, it, it's giving me the type of feeling that you know Scott's gonna be my boss because I'm signing up under you and so you know some people going to exp it feels like they they want to take a, a lone wolf type um you know out on my own in the cloud you know just like it's cloud-based and you yeah, know people you like it, they want the freedom yeah so like what you're saying is is you get the freedom with with being at exp but if you join a team you also get that that guidance and support that you need yeah and when i talk to agents i'm not recruiting them to the par property partners right we're, our team's good right you know we're good right. we got our team you know every once in a while we'll hire somebody on mm -hmm. um but you know we're not trying to get you on our team but what we we do do is you know Kay is one of the most successful real estate agents here right. in town and we're putting on you know, monthly uh, lunch and learns, mm -hmm. things like that, um, teaching other agents how to be successful in their business. Um, right. So maybe you're not on our team every day, but we are providing that value to other agents as well. Um, but I kind of, you know, the other day I was thinking about it, it's kind of like the music business. Mm -hmm. 
cutting out the middleman, right? right? There's no more record label that's gonna say who is good. Right. Uh, you can come on and do you know what you want. Right. You're not charged you know, record time or, right. you know, in the studio time, right. things like that at the office rental right. space. Uh-huh. Um, because you can just like this podcast, we right. can go and upload it online without anybody telling us yes or no. Uh-huh. Right. And so with EXP, like just come be an agent. Right. You know, don't worry about the brokerages, firms or things like that. Right. Um, and, and a lot of people, it goes back to, uh, when I was talking about the doctors and stuff, you know, there was a point in our society that being of a certain brokerage mm-hmm. was the thing. Like I was only going to work with you if you were from a certain brokerage. Right. right? And now that really doesn't matter. Right. Um, as far as the vibe that I've gotten, I mean, there's some people that, you know, still see that brokerage as a thing. Right. Um, but, um, you know, I think that's kind of gone by the wayside. Right. For me, it, what, what makes sense is, is, it's an individual sport is it opposed to opposed to a team sport the way it used to be so um you know the concept on a, on a micro level is now that you know i enjoy your presence you're a good person i know you're gonna get stuff done you know what would stop you from from doing business with that person just because they're not with a competitive broker or you only do business with with this for me that's so very narrow yeah you know to to do things that way and i think you saw the way of the change as people started their own brokerages mm-hmm. and you had you know just the teams they're just their own brokerage not under anybody else right um and and that was okay and that started it right um but a lot of people can't can't do their own brokerage you know right. there are a lot of fees insurance you know all the crazy stuff that i don't want to get into <laughs> right. i'm on a team to right. me it doesn't matter who our name is we switched right. from another brokerage last year right um our team is the property partners right. and that stayed the property partners what is uh what is it like working with Kay? because like you said um you know him being a monster um in the real estate world you know, is there is there anything that you know you'd feel comfortable talking about that that you've picked up as a key or something that's really changed you and, and catapulted your business? Um, one of the biggest things is just being on top of yourself every day, mm-hmm. um, and just uh, keeping yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, our team meets every day, and anybody on our team can call anybody else out for right. slacking. Okay, we can call K out. He can call us out. Okay, um, and so not being afraid to get back to the basics, what was working. Right. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned. Um, Kay will bang out the phone calls. You know, I mm. mean, it doesn't matter just because he's the team lead. Right. I mean, he's doing more than anybody on our team. Right. So um, it's, it's hard to uh, not be successful in a team like that where the guy leading you is mm. challenging you and, and, you know, kicking your butt and saying come catch me right it's it's funny that like i said i'm so visual right now i'm picturing that that 300 um spartan line and you know maybe k out there in front and uh you know that's the concept opposed to being you know that that uh you know the 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 other guy who was sitting there telling everybody what to do yeah you know, if you so, put up a visual there k would love that i will i will send him that with with him with the uh leonidas feel yeah on there just out there in front line that's super awesome so um talk to me about your your social so you said that you were going to touch on it a little bit on how you picked up your uh, your instagram name yeah so uh instagram facebook um tag myself that real estate guy mm-hmm. az um because i came from the alarm business um and uh I, in the alarm business here in tucson i mean 
a lot of his door to door. There's not really that, you know, like hmm. the, the salesperson. So I uh, tagged myself as that alarm guy. And so that's where the tag kind of became. Okay. Um, and uh, people just knew me by that. And then when I made the transition, it just almost feel, it was just, just happened, right? It right. was just too easy right. um, to switch that over. So I, I just branded that over um, and rolled with it. So, um, you know, that's the tagline. I think it's funny. People think, of, you know, uh, my license plate is real estate guy. And nice. It sparks conversation. People are like, because it's not long enough so like what is that and uh, you know tell them about it but um you know i I, for me social media and things like that uh again it's just a i'm not out there to sell all my friends on facebook Mm -hmm. and things like that Mm -hmm. i'm I'm more interested in their friends right um and who they know right um and if i can just keep plugging away you know if one post gets two likes and Mm -hmm. the next one gets a lot more and or for six months, you know, I don't get really any action, but one person comes up to me right. because of it, you know, the it's, ROI it's worth on it. that is yeah. huge. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, what are the, like, for me lately, the, uh, I've been into the Facebook Live world. That mm-hmm. older version of me didn't really, that was a very uncomfortable thing for me to do. Yeah, Facebook Live, um, it's scary for a lot of people, right? Because you can't edit it, you know? Right. Like, we're doing this podcast, we'll be able to take a few things out, right, like, right. bleep, bleep, you know, and uh, take it out. But Facebook Live, it's up there, right? People mm-hmm. are watching. I mean, you can take it down after it's uploaded, but if anybody's watching, they see it. Um, so you can't fix the lighting, you can't, you know, things right. like that. You can't go back on what you said, mm-hmm. and you just got to roll with it. I mean, I've kind of always been that kind of person. I did the live for a long time, right? Um, and, and that was kind of the thing. Um, I think you just got to roll with the punches that Facebook does, right? Um, and for a while, Facebook Live was pushing you in front of a lot of people, and a lot right. of people pushed back on that, like, I don't care, right? They stopped notifying me that somebody's going live, right? right? You know, all of a sudden, all your friends are going live. And so I think that's kind of died down a little bit. Video is still huge. Right. Um, so, but what I learned from that is like, just go shoot a video and just post it. Right. Like whether you're live or not, mm-hmm. like don't do all kinds of fancy editing. Don't mm-hmm. shoot it five times. People are, you know, I'm building that relationship. People are going to come work with me. Right. It's not the the super high quality. And, and that's okay for me to accept coming from a, you know, video editing, graphic design background. Um, you know, f- for the quality, and I used to beat myself up about that a lot, is oh, making yeah. sure that it was, you know, top notch. But at the same time, you know, what's the return on that when it takes three to four hours to put something together? When, like you said, you put that piece of content, and it's not really a, a matter of of how well it well it looked. It's how much you're doing it, yeah. or you know, are, it, are it, you doing it? Ultimately, are you providing the value in the video? Like, the video's gonna suck mm. either way if there's no value in it, whether you edit it or not, right? Right. Nobody's gonna care. They may watch it because it looks cool, but they're mm. not gonna click on it or call you because of the video. Right. Um, so, for me, it's just putting content out there, uh, educating people, just letting them know what I do, and making them smarter on the whole process, right? You know, I, w- I wanna bring, I wanna work with clients that know what they're doing. Right. It's not gonna, Make, it makes my job easier if mm-hmm. I can educate everybody else um, beforehand and they come to me you know, well-educated and that makes the process a lot smoother. So going back into value on, on what you're putting out there, so like you said, we're not really going after our, our friends and family because that's our intermediate sphere. Um, on the other hand, um, you know, have you thought about maybe uh, putting 
certain to you know structure things together within that content um, to to bring value because for me that seems like the hardest thing to do right but that's like the thing you need to do so it it's conquering what what you know fears you so you know if that's something that feels like it's harder to do to make sure you're providing value then for me it's like that's exactly what I should be doing yeah to, and to me it's like I just start to think about what I do on a daily basis that we think is hmm. um, standard right and everybody should know that but they don't um, simple things like credit score right right I put I put that out there all the time and uh, most of the comments I get, people have no idea, you know, what the how the credit score works, mm. what it's there for, um, unless you're like a Dave Ramsey fan and right. you don't want a credit score at all. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, people have no idea is that people aren't educated on that. But when you're in the lending world, when you're in the real estate world, you're in it. Mm. It's like second nature, right? Mm. You just yeah, a credit score. This is how you boost it. This is what you're looking for. This is why your credit score is this. Mm. But most people don't know that. Um, and if you can educate them now, yeah, maybe from behind the scenes, they're not contacting you, letting you know they're ready to buy a house yet, working on their credit, things like that. They come to you and they're already ready. Right. So you're just staying top of mind for those, those people and putting that out there. So it, it's like, if you don't know, you don't know. So being that person to put it out there, mm -hmm. then at least they're getting exposed to it and they start to dabble with it a little bit. And, um, so, so that's that's really huge. So what are some of the ways that you're consuming your content right now? Man, everything's on my phone. <laughs> and I, I get in trouble. Uh, I'm always on my phone. My okay. phone is always within reach right. of me. Uh, maybe too much, mm. uh, but uh, maybe edit that out so my wife doesn't hear that part. Right, right. That I'm admitting that, but um, everything's at my fingertips. Everything's on my phone, man. Right. Uh, the only thing I use the computer for is when I'm searching for houses and writing up contracts. I mean, I'm not consuming my content on there. Right. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, you know, just scrolling through Facebook, right. Instagram. Um, you know. Who are some of the top people that you're listening to on the podcast world? On the podcast world, I mean, you know, I drive so much. Okay. I just try to listen. You know, I do listen to Dave Ramsey. You okay. want to be successful and, 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 uh, you know, with your money and things like that. Uh, a lot of mo motivational and business things to keep me in check with you know with the success that you get mm. um, and how to manage it and make sure it stays that way uh, I guess one I listen to every day is Gary Vaynerchuk okay. um, a huge entrepreneur media guy right. um, who is all about just putting out content right, right? Um, he's just I mean if you listen to him uh, not safe for work right. most of the time uh, or the kids <laughs> uh, it does uh, does cuss that too often but he's just pushing you to just mm -hmm. do it and a lot of the things that I've talked to you about I think I've formed from listening to him um, and you know like the videos and things like that stop editing just go out there and do it right um, he even tells people you know stop listening to me right like you know and so somebody like that who um, is just putting out their mm -hmm. content there to to make people better and he's hoping that you're just gonna stop listening to him and just go out and do it and not need him anymore Huh, that's that's a that's kind of there's a deep part of that too because he's willing to to give up people listening to the stuff that he's putting time and energy into to go be better go do more because a lot of times uh, say I'm gonna do this or, or I'm planning to do this and I'm preparing to do this and I'm then again planning to prepare to planning to prepare and it, it never really gets done when 
how easy it is it is it to pick up your phone or to record a video right off here and there you know mm -hmm. and, and just doing it right now but the anticipation of you need to get this done and, and putting it in that realm the likelihood of, of it actually getting done yeah, is I mean he's a multi-million uh, dollar business um, you know he doesn't need all the people listening you know he doesn't sell us right uh, the people listening to him um, you know he has the big companies like Toyota and all right. those guys like Johnson Johnson like he doesn't need us. Right. Um, and all he does is he has a video guy follow him around mm. all day. Yeah. Right? And he just speaks to the camera. They follow him. Um, they post it. Now, they'll take stuff out of that, edit it, mm -hmm. and make some new stuff. But, right. like, the micro what he's content. doing, yeah, yeah the, that's micro content. Uh -huh. But he's just putting it out there. Right? And right. If people make stuff from that, then cool. Um, and, you know, you pull, pull things out, pull quotes out. Um, but he's just shooting video. It's just him. That's um, and that's kind of where I've just gotten it. Like, you know, the pictures are pretty. Mm -hmm. They work. You know, it, that, that, I mean, that does work. Look at our social media, the right. things put in front of us, the, what makes us click and things like that. Mm -hmm. So there's a certain aspect of, you know, things you can do for that and, and to do that. Um, but most of it, I would say, is just be you and, and just put it out there. Authentic, be genuine. There's that concept of it. That's, that's, uh, that's huge because... Um, for me, it, it's, you know, if, if I know who I'm dealing with, or I know who I'm working with, then at least I know that up front, you know, knowing is half the battle for me. So if I'm able to, um, know how to talk to a person and know what the responses are going to be, then, you know, it's, it's not new to me and, and I'm okay with that. So at least with Gary, I know every time I'm listening, I know what I'm going to get out of it, you know? So if he's going to curse, he's going to do certain things like... Sometimes I needed to hear it that way, mm -hmm. you know, so even in the real estate industry, just being um, authentic and being genuine because we know if we if I put up a mask on certain, something, then what could happen is, is you know, I'm, I got this fake persona that I put out there. And when you find out that that's not 100 percent me, I'm going to make you feel a certain way. And, and you could do that to buyers or do that to yeah, you, know, you could sugarcoat it. Tell them, oh, yeah, you're you're almost right. there. Like, hey, go look for houses mm -hmm. and then. Yeah, yeah, you're basically qualified, you know, and then they go and want to put an offer on, and then the qualification is not strong, and then you look bad. Right. Um, and so just being clear up front, you know, I think that's, you know, we have talked about it from the beginning, and uh, a lot of times when I talk to people, I think that's the, uh, the, the thing I get most out of it is just, just be yourself from the beginning right. and be clear about the path ahead. Right, and, and so the biggest takeaway right now for me is, is making sure to set the expectation on where you're at and how to get to the end result. Mm -hmm. You know, So with those two things, having that conversation up front it will set the tone for every other conversation coming in. Because yeah, because things are going to change. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, like I said, it's, it's life. Uh, things come up, things out of your control. Uh, but if you have a path and a, a plan to get to the end, if something comes up, you know where you need to still be at the end, and so you find a solution to get there. Talk to me about um, a, a little bit about uh, your showing your open houses. So you go out there, or um, we both know that you know appraisers are are sticky sometimes, and and things like that happen. Now, <laughs> either a what's you know what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you, like while showing a house, or you know experience wise, or b you know, what have you had to do really to, to make something go from an appraiser's concept? Uh, okay, well, I mean, just last week, uh, I had a, uh, uh, an appraiser, it was a second, two-story house, master bedroom on the second floor, 
um, and it had a door going out to the back mm. um, or to the outside. Okay. Um, below was the patio that had been enclosed. It was basically a, like a porch. Okay. Right? So this door goes out to the porch. There's no railing, nothing. So you walk out onto this porch. <laughs> Uh, so the appraiser calls us out. It's a VA loan. Um, I think any appraiser would call it out, basically. Right. Safe, safety concern, right? Okay. Um, so he says you need to put up a railing or something like mm -hmm. that. Uh, buyer doesn't have a ton of funds trying to close on the house. They're mm -hmm. using their funds to buy the house. You mm -hmm. know, Maybe they'll be able to do it in a month or two, but um, they can't do it right away. Um, and so uh, what can we do? Railing is not cheap. Right. Gotta go around this whole thing. Right. We put up a railing. Are they gonna start looking at the patio? Is it, you know, is it is it technically a porch? You know, are we gonna have to rip that all, all up? Um, so uh, bought a screen door. Okay. Put it on the outside of the uh, of the door. Okay. And put two metal bars. Okay. Uh, across and one way screws so the door can't open. Okay. So basically the door is still there, <laughs> but you can't get out. Okay. Um, so a you know potentially couple thousand dollar problem or a deal killer mm. for a hundred bucks me and my buddy went and threw it up <laughs> at night it was raining it was like last week when you had that sprinkling oh, rain goodness. Yep, yep. so it was raining and uh threw that up and appraiser came back out approved it and we're all good to go oh that's closed. so awesome that's got to be a good feeling that reminds me of like you know dad stepping in like fixed all right next yeah <laughs> yeah um let's see what else um uh, craziest story i mean I've gone into a house where uh, people were still there, mm. uh, where it, the home said it was vacant. Mm. Um, and were they supposed to be there? Uh, they were. Okay. The listing wasn't updated right, okay. uh, things like that. Uh, I had a, a, a signing delay because the, uh, the seller was um, up north in Arizona, mm. and they were out uh, on their property that they have out there. And... Uh, the, the wife got rammed by a goat Whoa. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> fell over and broke her wrist and so they couldn't make it down that you know that next day for signing <laughs> uh, so you had to get surgery or, or whatever go to the doctor <laughs> so we had to delay the closing a couple of days oh, uh, that I mean that's still to the day when I talked to that client uh, we bring I, you know send a little goat you know, emoji right. or something that's like awesome. that because, you know, that's the, that's a good memory. Right. Um, uh, I don't know. I've never had anything, like, too crazy happen right. at showings well, or well, anything like that. Crazy. But, yeah, th those are pr pretty funny things. Yeah. Um, but every everything, every transaction is different because the people are different. Mm. So how they react about something or uh, the communications you have, the kids they have. Mm. I almost had a kid run through... Uh, some glass okay <laughs> you know because they thought it was going outside right, right, right. it was just the big window oh the typical boom. yeah gotcha and i showed that same house to another couple the next week and the kid's face print oh, was okay. still on the glass <laughs> i busted up laughing people were like what are you laughing about had to tell them the story but uh kids okay okay the glass didn't break or anything like that but um yeah it's an experience everything's new uh, every you know every day is different um showing different houses um even the same one with different people, you know, uh, that's what I like about it. There's, you know, I'm not stuck in an office looking, doing the same thing day to day. That's awesome. Now, um, you're, you're growing right now mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you're, what is, what is your, your vision for that? So as every, like you said, every day is different and, um, things change in your mind, but at the same time, you know, what's, what's 
five years, ten years, or you know, ultimate vision. You know, what's out there for you right now? That's a good question. Um, you know, the, the first this first year, uh, you could talk about the couple of years ahead of. Uh, but for me, I was just trying to get a grip on everything, mm -hmm. uh, make sure I was doing the best I could, mm -hmm. um, and it turned out well. The first year was really good uh, for me, and now I'm just trying to improve on that. Um, being efficient, um, you know, as, as you start to get more clients, you have multiple things going on at right. once, different dates to hit. Uh, luckily, having a team really helps out with that because you have people can help you with that, hold you to those dates. Um, but for me, I mean, I continue to want to grow, um, do more and more each year, uh, maybe potentially a team of my own. Um, but to me, um, I don't need to be the top dog. Right. I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd like to every month you, you push yourself to be the top dog, right. but I'm okay being, just being on my own, remaining right. on the team for the rest of my life and um, just doing my thing, having the freedom that I have. That's huge. And, and so for some people, it seems like, you know, them running the whole show is, is it for them. But for other people, um, and, and what I'm hearing is, you know, there's, levels to being in competition with yourself so growing each year is something that that is important you know to you so um what do you do in your life that that really helps you stick to to that vision of, of doing more each year or you know maybe you see yourself um falling back or every time you get a back step you know how do you really remind yourself on on that because it's not an easy business you know, oh, yeah. at the same time, so. Yeah. A couple of big things, I mean, the family, you know, I got two kids now, and uh, so, you know, being, every time I'm at home, I'm reminded of what I need to do to uh, to provide for them and to make a good life for them and, uh, you know, to make sure they're happy. Right. Um, so that's obviously one of most, probably everybody's, you know, main driver mm -hmm. is that family and people around them, family mm -hmm. and friends. Um, but uh, our team meets every day. Um, so if you fall back, I mean, it's not long before people notice. Right. Um, and uh, you're not showing up to the meetings or things like that. Like, you know, people people notice and they hold us accountable. So, uh, again, being on that team doesn't let you get too far behind. Right. And it's that daily reminder of what you need to do. Uh, we set goals every month on, you know, how many contracts we're going to do, things like that. Um, and we put competitions on them, right? right. And uh, you have your goals, and towards the end of the month, uh, we say, okay, here's your goal, here's where you're at. Um, do you still feel comfortable with that? Um, yes, I do. Okay, well, if you don't hit it, what's your consequence, Ooh, right? And I it's like not that. like, you know, 100 bucks or things right. like that. It's like, what's going to make you uncomfortable? Right. 100 push ups, Ooh. or if buy lunch, <laughs> or, um, you know, you get to. You know, uh, we have a competition that we still need to uh, go do where uh, we're going to go to culinary drop-in. We did a team competition, okay. and uh, the team that won gets to dress the other team how they're going to dress oh, no going to the dinner to or the lunch. Thing. That's so, a heavy price. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm all, I was on the losing end of that one, not because of my production, okay. uh, but... Uh, so that'll be interesting, but what put makes you uncomfortable? Because if you're f afraid of being uncomfortable, what are you gonna go do to make sure you're not? Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's a heavier price than than paying for for lunch or, um, you know, doing those things is is when you're publicly out there. Because I feel like you know the reason 
you know, somebody's might not be hitting certain markers is because they have a deep down fear. And this is me maybe even speaking for myself um, that, you know, you could reach out to a hundred more people that day. And that might've oh, yeah. been the difference on the other hand, or even what if you w took in that realm of, of door knocking that day, like those are very uncomfortable things. So to have a consequence that's uncomfortable too, is like, I'd probably rather go knock on doors dressed the way that I want to dress, mm. opposed to, you know, maybe dress like a woman at culinary dropout. Yeah, yeah. so not looking forward to that. Uh, Mike, who gets to dress me, just, uh, be uh -huh. good to me. Uh -huh. um, uh, yeah, and just being uncomfortable. Uh, Kay talks about it, our whole team talks about it. What are you going to do? Be realistic with your goals. You know, don't just throw out a goal to make it look cool in front mm -hmm. of the other people. Mm -hmm. um, getting to know your business. And if you know your business every day, you can pretty much kind of, I can guarantee you a certain amount of deals a month based on my pipeline. And I've been pretty accurate um, with that. And But there are the people that, yeah, I'm going to do this many. And, you know, they're halfway through there, you know, each month. But they're just trying to keep up with other people. And not everybody's the same. And um, that goes back to not being the top dog. I'm okay with where I'm at. And right. I'm realistic with you know, my success, which is, you know, pretty good, but, um, I'm okay with being the, you know, second, third place guy, you know, in our business right. and not needing to, uh, you know, crush everybody. But in that pursuit, you know, there are months that I'm going to beat them. Right. right. And, uh, because when, when you just focus on what you're doing instead of the numbers, mm -hmm. um, you, know, you talk to a lot of real estate agents, you know, how many did you do? What was your, you know, volume and things like that? In the uh, towards the end of last year, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. um, I just knew my number. You know how many I was doing. I didn't know my volume, mm -hmm. right? And so, I, because the more numbers you do, you know, volume or not, like, you know, it's, that's going to increase, right? right? Um, and so, if I was just out there to do more numbers, I did what it took to to do that. Yeah, that's big. So, what do you do for yourself? How do you manage your, your like pipeline or your life? Is it on pen and paper or is it on like We have uh, a CRM tool. Okay. Um we are huge with our calendars okay. um on our team. So, my phone, my calendar planning out the day. Um even uh silly as it sounds, uh in putting family time okay into our calendars so okay. that our, you know, our leads coordinator things like that don't set up appointments when we need to be at home mm -hmm. or to just to remind yourself not to take an appointment or to set something up right. when you have that family time blocked out. Right. Um, but you get to see the gaps. You tell people you're busy, right? And then if you were to put everything on your calendar, there's a lot of white space. Mm. <laughs> and uh, uh, what are you going to do uh, to fill that time right. with, you know, money-making activities, um, things that will help your business down the road? That's huge, especially if you're doing a self-evaluation, you're looking at, at um, where am I leaving money on the table here? And it's like, well, what did I do from two to three? Um, or being able to take something like this, like this, this podcast might not directly bring you money in 30 days. On the other hand, the exposure, you know, those things might help you along the way. So setting up, um, you know, time blocking within that and, mm -hmm. and making sure that you're doing all of the things so um you know do so you you obviously set out time for your family um you know i could imagine prospecting what are some of the things that that you make sure that you fit into that calendar yeah again i mean i'm i've guaranteed myself one open house a week so okay. i'm playing that uh fill in you know buyer showings mm -hmm. um you know i you just fill it as best as possible 
um, and fill it ahead of time mm -hmm. um, instead of today what am I gonna do you know waking up in the morning uh, how am I gonna fill my day it's right. All right, how am I going to fill this week so that when you get to that day, you're busy? Right. Um, and when you're not busy and you have those gaps, go do an open house. Right. Uh, two to four, uh, where things fall through, just go throw up. You know, I keep the signs in my car, and I can just go do an open house anytime. Yeah, that's been huge for me this year is making sure that um, if I make an agreement or, or something that, like you said, it could be with, with buyers or something to go look at houses it's making sure that i send out the invite right away so that way it's in my schedule because the chances are i'm going to talk to somebody in 10 minutes and they're you know that could overlap so mm -hmm. in order to to save myself i make sure that i do that on the spot and be consistent with that so that way if it's not in my calendar i don't feel uneasy about it I, oh, yeah. I feel like you know this is my day and i'm pushing for this and it's yeah. not like Especially for a leads person. I need her to know when I'm free and when I'm available to set up appointments for me. Because mm. if she sets it up and I've got something going on, it's on me. i got to get, either get that covered or i got to cancel the other one or I lose the lead. Right. And so um, being on top of that schedule just uh, uh, really makes you evaluate yourself right. uh, You know, every day. No, that's huge. That's huge, Scott. Um, it's, it's been a, a, a privilege to, to sit down with you and talk and, and uh, learn a little bit on what goes on in your mind and, and how you run your business and and the alignment that you put yourself in and, and with your team and where your goals are. I think that that's really important for people to, to hear and understand um, when considering, you know, using Scott for a real estate agent. You know, they know that, that you're, you're well put together and you, you, you've got a, a vision for that. So that's super huge and it's impressive for me to, to sit back and just see, um, you know, you with that, with that mentality that you have right now. And, and it, could be, it could have been left field and it's really hard business and, you know, newly out and there's that whole other realm, but it's not. It's like there's that other person, you know, moving in this direction. So for me to even talk and align myself with, with highly motivated people is important to me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. so, well, so I really appreciate you having me on here. Um, and, uh, you know, I look forward to helping out whoever I can help out um, and who I meet. And, uh, you know, I, I talk to people all the time who don't end up using me and things like that. But if I provided them some kind of education mm -hmm. to protect them, in the next transaction that they have or things like that like that that, that means something to me um, that they were able to protect themselves because then again it turns around to um, protecting the real estate reputation um, because if people aren't educated there are I mean in every business not real estate lending whatever there are the bad apples right, right. and um, if and typically you don't go leave a review at a restaurant unless it's bad you know, like you don't go seek out to say, oh, that was awesome, unless they ask you for that, right? right. Um, and, but when you're upset, you go and leave that bad review. Mm -hmm. And when you've had a bad experience, you go and tell everybody that real estate agents suck. Right. Um, and, but if I can educate people so that um, when they do encounter somebody else, they know the truth, they know, you know, how it should be going and right. things like that, it, it kind of avoids that and, or at least helps to some to some extent right and that really touches base is that it's it's the person you're with so when you're separating yourself from the pack you know it's making sure that you're not pulled a part of 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 that you know crowd that that's doing things a certain way mm -hmm. you know and there's this there's this other side to things and things don't have to be you know hard or difficult so that's super huge now if a buyer or a potential real estate agent um, or a current real estate agent was looking to find Scott 
um, where would they seek you out? Uh, easiest place is Facebook, Instagram, um, all that's right here on my mm -hmm. phone, yep. at my fingertips. Uh, that real estate guy AZ right. uh, is uh, all one word on Instagram. Um, you know, separated on Facebook. You can find me. Uh, find me there. Um, I'm on there every day, all day. All day. All day. Every day. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Scott Meldy with the Property Partners at EXP Realty. Thank you, Scott, for coming out today. Thanks.